Chapter thirty eight of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee, Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part two, by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand. Chapter thirty eight. London from April till September, eighteen twenty two. Paris. Old and new acquaintances. The Abbe Barthelemy saint ange the theatre i was married at the end of march seventeen ninety two on the twentieth of april the legislative assembly declared war against francis the second who had just succeeded his father leopold on the tenth of the same month benoit labre had been canonized at rome here were two different worlds the war drove the rest of the nobility out of france on the one hand the persecutions of the royalists redoubled in violence on the other the royalists could not attempt to remain peacefully at home without being reputed cowards it became necessary for me to set out to seek the camp i had come so far to join my uncle de bedet and his family left for jersey and i went to paris with my wife and my two sisters lucile and julie we had secured apartments in the little hotel de villette cul-de-sac ferou faubourg saint-germain i hastened to seek out my former circle of acquaintance among the new faces i noticed those of the learned abbe barthelemy and the poet saint-ange the abbe's description of the gymnasia of athens bears too strong a resemblance to the salons of chanteloup the translator of ovid was not a man without talent talent is a gift an isolated thing it may be combined with other faculties or it may exist separately from them saint ange was a proof of this he held himself high in order not to display his folly but he displayed it nevertheless unavoidably bernardin de saint pierre a man whose works i then admired and still admire was wanting in intellect and unfortunately his character was on a level with his intellect how many pictures in the etude de la nature are spoiled by the limited intelligence by the deficiency of true elevation of soul in the writer rulier had died suddenly in seventeen ninety one before my departure for america i have since seen his little house at st denis with the fountain and the pretty statue of love on the pedestal of which the following lines are inscribed D'Egmont avec l'amour visita cette rive, in image de sa beauté se peignit un moment sur l'onde fugitive. D'Egmont a disparu, l'amour seul est resté. When I quitted France, the theatres of Paris were still resounding with the Reveil d'Epimenide, and with this verse J'aime la vertu guerrière de nos braves de Français, mais d'un peuple sanguinaire je déteste les fureurs. À l'Europe redoutable, soyons libres à jamais. Et soyons toujours aimables et gardons l'esprit français on my return the reveil d'epimenide was no longer to be heard of and if the verse had been sung the author would have suffered for it charles ix had prevailed it was principally the circumstances of the time which caused such a mania for this piece the tocsin a people armed with daggers the hatred of kings and priests offered a private repetition of the tragedy which was being publicly enacted Talma, then a debutant, continued to succeed. While tragedy was staining the streets, pastorals flourished at the theatres. There one was greeted only by innocent shepherds and modest shepherdesses. Fields, brooks, meadows, lambs, doves, the age of gold in the hut, were revived to the sight of the shepherd's pipe before the cooing Tiersis and the naive tricoteurs who had just come from watching the guillotine. If Samson had had time, he would have played the part of Colin and Mademoiselle Tyrone de Mericourt that of Babette. The conventionalists piqued themselves on being the most benign of men, good fathers, good sons, good husbands. 
they took their little children out to walk filled the place of nurses to them wept with tenderness at their simple games and took these little lambs gently in their arms to show them the dada of the guillotine carts and taking his victims to execution they sang of nature peace pity beneficence candour and the domestic virtues these saintly philanthropists cut their neighbours throats with extreme sensibility for the supreme happiness and welfare of the human race end of chapter thirty eight end of part two